are now listening to PursuitCast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pursuit Cast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. Uh, this is Sam once again, and we are back with another interview. Uh, this time, we are so honored to have my friend, an amazing leader, an amazing man of God, Paul Son. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm doing so good. How are you, bro? Good. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you just did a book tour and everything. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, great. Uh, if you could just share with the people who are listening who you are and what you do, just to kind of give them an idea. Sure. Um, so my name is Paul Son. I call myself a 1.5 generation Korean Canadian American. Um, and I am a leadership coach. I'm author, speaker. Recently, I founded an organization called Kara, which is a Hebrew word for the word calling. And our mission is to really um, coach and equip millennials to live into their God-given identity and calling in life. So I uh, currently live here in San Diego. Um, it's hard to complain about the weather here, uh -huh. uh, but uh, really, really um, excited to be here. Uh, so can you tell us about how you uh, started your company, Kara? Absolutely. So Kara uh, was really birthed out of my own crisis. So I went through a quarter-life crisis in my mid-20s. Um, got into this amazing dream job. And I thought that, you know, getting good, um, good, good, paycheck and, uh, and uh, working with senior leaders, uh, being able to uh, work with uh, on very different projects would really give me the opportunity to feel a sense of fulfillment. And that's kind of what all my life I was pursuing this American dream. But um, when I went to this point, um, I felt actually pretty empty. I felt like there was something missing in my life. And that's when I started to actually feel, well, do I see myself here 20, 30 years doing the same thing um, where I'm making good money, I'm making a good living, but then do I just want to live for success or do I want to live for significance? Mm. And that's when uh, my paradigm shifted uh, because of an incident where I had actually a, an anxiety attack. One night I was trying to go to bed and uh, literally my body was shaking. My hand and my feet was sweating like crazy, and my heart was just racing. And honestly, I didn't know what was happening. And that's when I just cried out to God, prayed, and said, God, I don't know what's going on right now, but I need you to tell me that life is going to be okay, that, things, that you, you're going to take care of things in my life. Wow. And at, and at that very moment, I felt God was saying to me, Paul, you've been asking the wrong questions all your life. And I had like this flashback of all the things I wanted to do, the school I wanted to go to, job I wanted to have, the people that I wanted to uh, be friends with, the city I wanted to live in. Everything was about me. And never once did I ask God, 
God, what is your plan for my life? What is your vision for my life? And uh, that was such a big paradigm shift. And I got to share this with my mentor the next day. And he says to me, Paul, do you realize God has a calling on your life? And he handed me this book, which literally transformed my life. It's one of the, the best books I, I read uh, time and time after. Again. It's filled with so many insights. The book's called The Call by Oskinis. And it, it taught me that success in life is not becoming um, the next Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, but it's becoming um, who I was created to be. It's the, becoming the best version that I was created to be and that I have a calling. I have a specific personality, a talent, and passions. And my job was to steward that. And um, so that was a big shift. And, and that's when I realized that, you know, I'm not alone. In fact, all my friends were wrestling with the same questions, and that's when I thought to myself, well, wouldn't it be great if there is a resource out there that could help my, myself, but also my fellow peers on addressing this issue of identity and calling? And I could not find a single book out there as I was doing every single research on this that talked to this generation. So um, that's when I said to myself, I'm going to write the book on this topic and I um, wrote Quarter Life Calling. It got self-published and then uh, God started to just pour a lot of favor and the book got picked up by a major publisher getting uh, it re-released earlier this year and now it's being translated into Korean and in Polish and uh, you know hopefully a lot more different languages. But uh, and I, as I started to see this happen, I realized that this is not um, happening by coincidence. This is everything by God's plan and orchestration. And I wanted to take this to the next level and uh, create an organization where I could do this full time. And that's how I was able to create Kara. That's amazing, bro. Uh, you just mentioned about how your own journey led you to write uh, the book Quarter Life Calling, um, which I highly recommend. Um, could you share a little bit about what went behind you writing this book? Yeah, um, I mean, for me, the biggest thing was like, I was afraid that I would go to the end of my life and regret that I have not fulfilled God's purpose in my life. Mm. Um, I believe that is the most important measure of success. And this is a book that I really want to empower 20-somethings and millennials who are currently wrestling through life and are asking some of the big questions of who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? What am I supposed to do with my life? You know, These are some big questions. And oftentimes, we don't have a mentor. We don't have a coach. We don't have anybody go to. And you know, a lot of pastors, they do talk about it, which is really important. But oftentimes... It's very abstract. Uh, it's very theological, but it doesn't lay out practical steps around what to do next. So the book is a, consider it as a roadmap. Consider it as a guide where I, I, I ask some questions at the end of the chapter. I actually have multiple different exercises and activities where you can actually immediately apply some of these principles that will help you get closer to finding your calling and and, and what I call pursuing your vocational sweet spot. 
Mm. Yeah, that's great, bro. Could you uh, describe what the vocational sweet spot is? I know you you kind of lay it out in your book, but yeah. if you could summarize it for the listeners, how would you describe uh, what that is? Well, here's the simple idea of a sweet spot. I, I'm a huge tennis player. Um, I don't I don't know if anybody listening uh, plays tennis or maybe uh, plays baseball or or table tennis or any or maybe racket sport. You know, there there's a sweet spot with uh, a tennis racket and. When you hit the sweet spot with your tennis racket and maybe hit that passing shot, it's an incredible feeling, hard to express through words. And I really believe that our lives has a sweet spot as well. And for us to be in that sweet spot is a place of being fully alive and where you feel extreme sense of fulfillment. And consider four different circles where it overlaps and there's an intersection that's where the sweet spot is. And the four areas that will help you find your sweet spot is first, discovering your God-given personality. Every person has a different wiring temperament. It's, it's, there's a reason why you're maybe an introvert. Maybe there's a reason why you're an extrovert. Have you ever thought about that and maybe really dived into more why that is the case? That's number one. Number two, discovering your God. God-given talents and gifts. We have spiritual gifts, but we also have um, talents and strengths that we can use. And oftentimes God uses your strength to, to really use you in your calling. So really going into those things is really key. The third is finding out your passions. But passions also that's uh, supplemented by looking at the needs of the world. Where you look at this world you see a brokenness of this world that grabs your heart and you say to yourself, man, I want to change this brokenness because it breaks my heart. And that could be homelessness. That could be people who maybe have a lot of dysfunctional problems in their family. Maybe it's people who, um, for me, it's like people who have absolutely no sense of direction in life, maybe who are wrestling through life and who are trying to figure out the sense of identity, that really breaks my heart. So finding out what that passion looks like. And lastly, looking at your entire life story, because every experience you had in life is not a coincidence. I call it a God incidence. Mm -hmm. And looking at your life and being able to think about why did this happen at a specific time? What are the major lessons learned? What did God teach me about my character, my, myself? And doing all of that is going to help you really discern what is my sweet spot like? What is my vocational calling like? And, the, and if you're able to find a job that is able to fully align with your sweet spot, you're going to be able to go to work and say, hey, I absolutely love my job because this is where I'm being fully alive. That's great, bro. I, I think as you're sharing, what's just on my heart is like you were sharing as well, where, you know, it, you know, we we all want to make a difference. You know, we all want to have significance. And you were sharing that in your own story. And I feel like, as you're saying, everyone is, was created for a sweet spot uh, in the same vein. I feel like everyone was created for greatness, you know, um, mm. where the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him, Lord, you know, how, how do we become great? And, and I love it because Jesus doesn't rebuke them. Like, how dare you want to be great? You know, he's like, you better mm. humble yourself. You better, you know, serve 
But instead, he says, it's good. It's a good thing you want to be great. Now this is how you become great. You serve others. You give your life for others. And, and I just feel like um, right. with what you do with, with your company and this book, it's helping un- people find their sweet spot to even unlock greatness too, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, I, one of my favorite quotes is from Albert Einstein who said, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it is stupid. Come on, and a lot okay. of us, a lot of us feel like this fish, even my life, where I felt I had to conform to a certain expectation and that would make me successful. But instead of um, conform, conforming to that expectation and pressure, I want to encourage those who are listening that um, God created you specifically with a purpose, with intention, and the way you are is, is not a coincident you are not just an accident you you are god's multi-million investment come on and, uh when you when you believe in that you know things change dramatically amen what would you say to people you know who do struggle with comparison i think especially um you know you you serving the millennials and stuff like that it's so easy to get, get caught up in comparison even if you're trying to figure out your calling to see, you know, other people's successes on social media or, you know, their new promotion or whatever. Uh, what, what do you share with leaders uh, who are battling with comparison? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big topic. And I think it's a lot more accentuated today because we live in a social media age and just turning on our smartphone, going on an Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, it's so sure. easy to feel the sense of jealousy and maybe envy. Um, this fear of missing out is huge. Um, it's an epidemic of major proportions that I'm seeing because I myself even, you know, I have to be careful too because I look at all these amazing people that I follow. But if you're not careful, you start to think about yourself and think like, man, um, what is going on with my life? It's it looks pretty horrible compared to all of my friends and people who seem to be living the life. For but sure. um, one thing I, I would just say is Stephen, Stephen Furtick, he said that, you know, don't compare your behind the scenes with somebody else's highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we often create this false reality that everything that we see on our, maybe our Instagram feed, like reality, I think every single day, but it's not. I mean, there's most of our life are really, we live in the mundane. We live in the kind of the ordinary life, but uh, we just seem to upload the, the highlight reel. And that's not necessarily bad, but then watching yourself and saying, hey, putting specific boundaries around how much time am I going to spend um, on the phone, maybe at night, where you could easily spend an hour or two just, you know, replying to people and just going on and on and that creates this false sense of reality so uh, making those specific maybe changes in your habits i think definitely will help for sure uh what would you say to someone who is feeling lost right now in their sense of calling yeah uh, i mean first and foremost this is a process uh if you are in your 20s or even 30s um, feeling lost today is quite common because, again, to try to compare ourselves with all these different people. 
but um, this is a process. So if you feel lost, um, acknowledge, first of all, that you're, you're searching and don't feel like so bad about yourself. And many people go into these sub negative self-talks um, and just try to like beat themselves down. And that's, that's not something you want. If you are lost, then what do you need is you need help. You need guidance. You need Scared. people to come into your life and speak into your life, right? So uh, ultimately, if you don't really know yourself, a good way to start, very practical way that I also used was I bought a journal. And this journal was all about learning about myself. As if like, if I go on a date and I really want to know this uh, amazing girl that I somehow love, mm -hmm. that I, I'm going to try to understand like, what do they like? What are their hobbies? What do they really enjoy? And I'm going to write everything down and really try to understand the person. I would do that for myself. And I would do that by asking people who are part of what I call board of directors. These mm -hmm. are people who are your inner circle, your mentors, your coaches, your family, maybe your friends, your closest friends. And I start with a simple question. What make, what do you think makes me unique? And that's a, just a, as broad of a question like that. And I want them to tell stories of what they, what they saw in me that makes me unique. And I just go and start writing their responses on this journal. And I do that maybe one time, three times, five times, 20 times. And mm. you go back and look at the answers and you see this incredible pattern of like, wow, all these different people I've met in different areas of life seem to be using the specific word about who I am. That's really interesting. What does that tell about who I am? And that gives you more clue about who you are. And the more you understand yourself, the more you're going to feel like maybe this is where God's calling me. No? Mm. So that's what I would advise. Yeah, that's that's so good. I, I really believe that uh, self-awareness is, is half the battle. I think so many times people struggle because, you know, they don't even know, like you're saying, who they are or or even take the time to really process and and examine their own hearts and and their story and things like that. So thank you for sharing that. Anytime. Uh, what would you say to uh, my next question is, what would you say to someone who is is really hungry uh, to be successful? I think, you know, me being in New York City and I'm sure uh, you've seen millennials all, all throughout the country or, or around the world who are just so set on climbing the corporate ladder. They're just so set on getting the next promotion, the next title, the next, you know, pay raise or whatever. Uh, what would you advise to someone like that who's so fixated uh, on those type of external goals? Yeah. I mean, I really can resonate with that question because I also um, just used to be a very driven, um, driven to, to climb the corporate ladder. Uh, my life was my career. My career was my life. And uh, that was what I was, uh, that's where I got my identity from, to be quite honest. And getting promotions or being part of these leadership programs, um, things that I could put on my resume. Um, I prided myself on all those things. But here's, here's the thing is my mentor once asked me, Paul, why are you working so hard? Why are you trying to be successful? Like, what are you trying to prove? Why are you doing this? Like, and he started to go and drill me like, 
And I would I give an answer and he would say, why? Like I would give another answer and I would go, why? And after like five whys, <laughs> I'm kind of like stuck, you know? And that was a really good question for me because that really helped me to really think about like at the end of the day is like, like what it, and for those who are striving and who are hungry to, to, to be successful, there's nothing wrong with that because if you are, if you're, if your goal is to glorify God, if your goal is to use your God-given talents to be successful and to impact people, that's amazing. But I think when you're trying to chase after success, um, that's a means to an end. You know, yeah, that's good. when you glorify God and do your best, success is a is a byproduct. It is mm. it can't be the the final goal that we right. So um, yes, I mean a place like New York. Yes, people are continually uh, working. You go on networkings and everybody's like, hey, what, what do you do? You need to have an elevator. There's a lot of pressure. For sure, I understand that. But think about why are you trying to be successful in the first place? And if you're really honest, maybe it's you're coming at a place of insecurity and self-preservation because maybe you prove yourself. Maybe you're gaining your identity from work and accomplishments. But um, if you could actually refocus and rechannel and recalibrate your idea where what about if I could glorify God and use my talents to, to glorify him, then you know, God, God is going to give you success. God's going to bless you. Uh, but that cannot be the exclusive goal or reason of why we do what we do. For sure. Thank you. I love that. Um, yeah, like you're just saying, and, and even how we mentioned earlier about greatness, like success in and of itself isn't a bad thing. But like you're saying, if that's the end goal, if that's what it's all about, then then we've missed the mark. Yes, you got it. Yeah, great. Uh, you know, as we wrap up our time here together uh, on this podcast, you know, what are some of your hopes for your book, Quarter Life Calling? My hope for Quarter Life Calling is simply this that um, if you're lost, it's okay because God has a plan for you. If you feel like um, you're too late or maybe you've made too many mistakes in life and you, you don't feel good about yourself, you know, um, I want to encourage you to really reconsider that because I believe that there's a reason why you went through things in life and there's reasons Amen. why it happened. And I want to encourage you to redefine success. I want to you to incur encourage you to really pursue your calling. And I want you to be the best at what you're called to do. It's important that we have big dreams. It's important that we have great visions because God created greatness in us, like you said, Sam. And for us to settle maybe down on a very small goal, that's not what God wants us to do. But knowing the why um, is really what I talk about in my book. So for anybody who, who really wants to discover that um, and want to find practical ways to use this book um, in your own life, or maybe you know a friend, highly encourage it. And I'm more than happy to actually to use this as an opportunity to connect with me because um, this is my ministry. This is what I love doing is connecting with you know, people who really want to figure out life and 
wants to and and for me like if i hadn't had my mentor um i wouldn't be where i am today and sure. um i would love to continue these conversations with people who's interested yeah great um we'll have for all of you guys who are listening we're gonna have the links to all of paul's social media and and websites so you can definitely connect with him um, i read your book bro and and i can't recommend it enough um, it's like a, a field guide for millennials and and i love just how transparent and honest you are with your own journey um, that you're just sharing from a place mm-hmm. of i've been there th- uh, i've been there too and i just really appreciated that so much in your book Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one more question um, before uh, we go. I know you're you're a, a leadership guy, an avid reader. What are some books that you're reading right now uh, that you recommend to our listeners? Oh, man, that's a hard question because I, I love so many <laughs> books. and I get, I get to read a lot of different books. But um, one I, I am currently reading is called Self-Aware Leader. And um, subtitle here is discovering your blind spots to reach your ministry potential. Wow! And um, I, I love this book because it really helps you look into your blind spots and you go to um, think about your your past, yourself, your pressures, conflicts, and being able to understand like God will use you if you're really going to be intentional about learning more about yourself and. Um, so this is a great read that I feel like a lot of those who really want to grow their self-awareness is something that um, I highly recommend. And there's another book that I feel it's really powerful. So the book is called How Will You Measure Life by Clayton Christensen. And he is a Harvard Business School professor and also an alum of the business school. And he basically looks at the famous reunions that happen over 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years down the road. And he looks at um, the number of classmates who come to these reunions fall every time uh, they have these reunions. And he follows up with them and figures out why aren't they coming to these reunions. And he finds out to his utter shock that many of them are going through a lot of difficult times. Some of, some of them are in their third marriages um, some of them have um, been having some a lot of depression, addiction issues, uh, people who are very unhappy in their marriage. And uh, um, he starts to wonder, why is this happening? Because these are good um, people. They had good intentions. And ultimately, the question he asks is, how will you measure your life? Mm. And uh, even though it's not a, a Christian book per se, I think this is a very powerful question that really will help you think about, you know, how if I'm if I was asked that question, how will I really answer that? So it's it's a book that I highly recommend. Yeah, that's so good. It's it's a definitely a sobering question, but um, it's good to have the end in mind as we live out our twenties and thirties and beyond. Um, thank you so much for being with us today, Paul. Just before we go, how can people connect with you online, social media? What are some of your links? Yeah, so you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Paul J. Sohn, also on Facebook, up there. My blog is um, kara.org for those who want to get more free resources on calling, um, on identity. We have an email list um, and a blog that we send 
three times a week. For those who are more interested in leadership, you can go to my blog, pawson.org, and you can learn more about stuff there. Yeah, for sure. We'll have all the links to uh, Paul's social medias and website, as well as to the books that we've mentioned, um, including Paul's Quarter Life Calling as well. And for those of you guys who are listening, we're going to do a special giveaway um, of his book, Signed Copies. We're going to give away three of them. Thanks to Paul. So stay tuned for that as well. And thank you once again for joining in and hanging out with us here on the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. God bless. Thank you for listening to PursuitCast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.